Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities. Eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine. From Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. to prove that women are not only for arts and culture, that we are also for good governance. And uh, so, I, as my husband said, we should serve body and soul. And we did serve body and soul. Hello, everyone. Salam, salam. Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, welcoming you from Manila and wishing you a very happy holiday season and wishing you peace. You know, dear listeners, I'm sure you, like me, after two years of lockdown, We've been really wanting to go out of the house, go out of town, just to have a short break, just to be able to breathe and relax. So after two years of lockdown, my family and I, we've finally been planning a short vacation outside of the city. Because before the lockdown, We would try to do that, spend a week together uh, in another place, immerse ourselves in a different culture, eat really great food that that wasn't our traditional food. These days, a break is a necessity. There have been so much stresses over the last two years that you just want to forget, enjoy, breathe. That's the important thing, breathe. And we have so missed our family vacations these past two years. So what we thought we'd do, my children, my husband and I, was to check places around uh, where we live. We live in Quezon City in, in the Philippines. And interestingly enough, my daughter had actually spent a weekend body surfing. 
Don't ask me what that's all about. I don't do that. So I thought we should check out places that were not so far away where we we could be by the beach and the children could go body surfing. And then when I checked the Philippine Tourism website, uh, check it out, philippines.travel, I found out that a province that's a couple of hours away, it's called La Union, is known as the surf capital of the north. Can you imagine that? Not so far from where we live. And according to the uh, tourism website, explore the chill surf beach vibe and other tourist spots in La Union, one of the favorite quick weekend destinations of young Metro Manila dwellers. This laid-back coastal town is famous for its surfing spots, but what not a lot of people know is that it's also brimming with other natural and heritage attractions and cultural activities. Would you believe, including grape picking, they actually make wine there. There's, uh, for those who love hand-woven textiles, there's loom weaving. For those who like architecture, there are very old churches for pilgrimage tours. There are eco tours and waterfalls. So imagine just a few hours away, you've got this treasure trove of uh, sites and, and activities. So my dear listeners, if you are into surfing or you just want to relax by the sea, you might want to check out the Philippines and check out La Union. So anyway, back to my story. While we were planning our break, our family break, I remembered a good friend of my mother's who was mayor of San Fernando, which is the capital town of La Union province. So I immediately texted her and asked her for advice on where to stay preferably near the beach. And she was so nice. She immediately sent contacts of Airbnbs, BNBs that were near uh, the beach. But alas, unfortunately, we booked too late. All of the places were fully booked. So sad. So maybe early next year, we might be able to go up north. But there is a bright side. My mom's friend, agreed to be our guest on She Talks Peace. So dear, dear listeners, our guest for today is Mary Jane Ortega. She's an empowered woman who empowers other women. And Mary Jane Ortega wears many hats. As a public servant, she served three terms as mayor of San Fernando City. This is from 1998 to 2007. She's the first Filipina and Asian to receive the United Nations Scroll of Honor Award for her advocacy of empowerment of women and her commitment to city development. She was a member of the United Nations Advisory Council of Local Authorities and a member of the UN Habitat Steering Committee on Safer Cities, Public Places, and the Definition of Basic Services. 
Currently, she is advisor to CityNet and she's a board member of the Global Initiatives Against Transnational Crimes, the Institute for Solidarity in Asia for Good Governance. She's a member and a mentor of a, an education and literacy foundation in the Philippines called Synergia and so many other uh, programs and, uh, and foundations. So I'm so very happy that Mary Jane was able to say yes, and she's joining us today. Welcome, Mary Jane. Hello. It's an honor to be here in your program. Uh, and when you mentioned that I'm a friend of your mom, it's not only me, it's also my husband, Victor, and my brother-in-law, Manolin, who was congressman and governor, was also her classmate in the National Defense College. So the friendship goes, you know, not only for one person, but um, three. Family. Yes. It's a family thing. That's right. And I'm glad to also be your friend. So this is the intergenerational friendship. Yes. And, and I'm really, really honored, Mary Jane, that you do consider me a friend. Because, you know, when I think about women like you and my mom, it's like you're several levels above. And the only thing that we can do is try to catch up with you. Uh, actually, I was just uh, wondering. I said, I hope I can also relate with your young listeners. And to all the octogenarians out there, hello. Here's your <laughs> fellow octogenarian. And I haven't retired yet. Never been tired. I've been active, you know, with my uh, advocacies. And you heard Amina earlier it's what they call the Halo Halo de Iloco. We have a restaurant here that's called Halo Halo de Iloco. And I'm that person. All my advocacies are also Halo Halo. I actually saw a picture of that Halo Halo dish, uh, Mary Jane. Oh, dear listeners, since you can't see it, Halo Halo means mix mix. And yeah. it's a specialty of, uh, of the Philippines where you have mixed fruits with uh, cream and lots of shaved ice and sometimes ice cream and it is so delicious. You've got to taste it. Come to La Union. Oh, speaking of that, Mary Jane, what can people do in La Union for the holiday season? I know surfing is a big thing, but what other what other activities are there? Well, uh, we have our Marian pilgrimage. Uh, you see, we have here three Marian. Uh, uh, the Marian images. We have one in Rosario, and she's called Nuestra Señora La Virgen de la Mar Cautiva, meaning she was uh, found in the sea floating. That was way back in the 1840s. And then there's the Agoo Basilica, and we have our miraculous lady of Our Lady of Namakpakan. Namakpakan is an Ilocano word that means to feed, but she was supposed to be brought to vegan, but there was a big storm that happened. And when they sought cover in Luna, this is the birthplace of the parents of the Luna brothers. So she just refused to budge. They couldn't bring her. And so they decided that she had to stay. So those are the things we can do. And I can also bring you, you know, to the hidden places. What oh, are these they love that. Uh-huh. Well, we have several of these uh, 
we have several, not only of the surfing areas, but we also have our botanical garden in the city of San Fernando. We also have our places like Tangadan Falls. We have more falls in Santol also. Because, you know, La Union Amina is a combination of three provinces. Uh, mm. We have from one part, which is from Balawan up, that's part of Ilocosur. And then they've got also part of Pangasinan. And we got part of Mountain Province, which is now called Benguet. So it is a combination of three provinces. Why? That is another question. Because they say they were having inter, you know, uh, boundary warfares, but that's not true. Based on history, <laughs> based on history, it was because of the tobacco monopoly. Ilocosur could not monitor whatever is happening south of that Amburayan River. When the Bued River in the south would go up, Pangasinan could not monitor whatever was going on north of Pangasinan. And what happened? They would now sell their tobacco. And the people there would then sell it to the people upland, to the Igorots, who would pay them in gold. In and the Spaniards would, the government would pay them with a paper that is an IOU to be paid one year later. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, anyway, so those are the things. Uh, we, I just brought the Inner Wheel Club national officers to up in the mountains. And uh, some of them have not even been to Baguio. And I told them, pretend you're in Mountain Province because before 1850, this was part of Mountain Province. So you can have the mountains and the sea and that's everything right. that's in between. So Mary Jane, you were mayor for three terms of, of San Fernando. And you've always been one who tried to reach out and empower uh, other other women. When you were city mayor, can you tell us a little bit about um, the initiatives that you do to bring up the you know the participation of uh, of women, especially when you're talking about local government? Yes, actually, even before that, I've been a member for fifty eight years now of the Inner Wheel Clubs of the Philippines Incorporated and Inner Wheel Club of San Fernando La Union. So I started with this small group of women. But when I became mayor, I really reached out across all sectors, uh, from the marginalized to the ones who were more comfortable. And uh, one good thing about empowering them is I told them, I want to stop drugs and drug pushing. And I told them, if you know of anything that happens in your place, please tell me. So I had marites around, you know, the marites where they would tell chismes, but they won't tell it to anybody else but to me. And I would also keep the confidentiality. I don't expose them. So they would tell me, oh, we saw, you know, in our neighborhood, there's this. So I was able to stop the drug pushing in two known barangays, and all because we were able to empower the women using what they now 
you know, they deride when they call they, the uh, people marites because they talk or they say chismis. But at times, chismis, when told to the right people, the right ear told with good intentions, would solve the problems. And we were able to come up with women to speak up and report if they are victims of violence. We just finished the vow uh, week. And so I remember I told them, if you ever have been a victim of violence, you have to report it. And we encouraged them to report. And we had one case of a woman who has reported it for five times. And on the sixth time, because the man was so drunk, he followed her, ran after her, and while she ran, she fell. And when he was about to attack her, she got a piece of stone and banged on, and you know, and struck him. And with one strike, he died. But do you know that she was not? She was arrested, but after looking into the records, she was set free. So, uh, dear listeners. When uh, Mary Jane was talking about chismis, that's the, uh, the Filipino uh, colloquial for gossip. But what is really important here is that uh, the women managed to have like an informal network for sharing of information and which found its way to the mayor's office. And that's, that's actually quite a very important way of getting information that the women are not afraid to share with you information that, that they overhear. How else, right, can you feel the pulse of what's happening in, in your community, in the city? They were confident that they would not be exposed, that they did not fear for their safety because I never spoke on who told me that, I mean, the did me on how and where drug pushing was happening. Yeah, the trust level is very, very important. So what were what were your biggest challenges as a mayor, Mary Jane? I think you were the first woman to become mayor of La Union. Of, uh, La Union. I was uh, the first woman. And do you know, even the bishop told uh, the priest, it is just right that we can now have a woman for a mayor because uh, the predecessor was able to bring in peace. It's now time that we have culture and arts. I love culture. I have come up with about 13 or 14 piano concerts here now in our city, even when I was no longer mayor. But I wanted to prove that women are not only for arts and culture, that we are also for good governance. And uh, so I gave my, as my husband said, we should serve body and soul. And we did serve body and soul. What do you think would be the relationship um, between women empowerment and effective governance, Mary Jane? Uh, one thing about women, we go into nitty details. We are micro in thinking. Oh, yes. Yeah. But then again, I read a book, Betty Friedman, that said that uh, one good thing about women is that when we are born, we use the right side of our brain, and that is the nurturing side. The men use the left side, and that is the logical side. But as we grow older, 
we start now using our left oh. side of the brain. Right. And right. there's a reason why at times husbands and wives quarrel because the husband would say, when I married you, you were so sweet and always, you know, <laughs> saying yes. And now you're speaking, you're speaking up, talking back to me and arguing with me. <laughs> Well, it's because we're now using our left side of the brain. But according to Betty Friedman, that is the reason why we have a longer life, because we use eventually both sides of the brain. With the men, based on study, their life is shorter by seven years. Mm-hmm. Why? Yep. They only use their left side of the brain. They never get around to using their right side. So the moment they retire from work, when they feel that they're no longer needed, then they lose that energy and that uh, love for life. And so they die earlier. So what is the advice that I give to the men? Start gardening. So you use the right side of your brain. Start taking care of your grandchildren. Because probably when your children were growing up, you were so busy, you did not take care so much of your children and left it to the woman. So now take care of your grandchildren. And with Develop that, we the nurturing, right? Develop the nurturing aspect. You know, yeah, I, I, I have come across uh, those studies about um, the brain is a muscle. And uh-huh. you have got to exercise the whole brain. So you're absolutely right. You, if you only exercise half of the brain, the other brain um, becomes uh, rigid and, and uh, inflexible. So, so that's your life. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that is the advantage of having a woman as a mayor because we have grown up being nurturing, being loving, being, uh, I mean, you're used to taking care of people. And then as we grow older, we start using our left side of the brain. You have used both your logical side and your nurturing side in order to be able to serve your your cons- your constituents, especially the, those who are marginalized. Which brings me to to another another question. You are board member of the NFWC. And this is uh, probably the oldest organization. 101 years. Wow. So 101 years fighting for women's right to suffrage. You're right. right. That's true. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I'm really uh, reading about the suffragettes and suffragists Mm -hmm. of the Philippines. Um, We are thankful the the Americans, you know, the General Federation of Women came to us in 1921. But even before 1921, do you know that we had this suffragette and uh, she's uh, called Concordia uh, Concha, Concepcion Rodriguez. In 1905, formed already a group of suffragettes. But in 1906, a lady, a beautiful lady called Vilpura Villanueva, Mm-hmm. Was I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And she became uh, Miss Philippines at that time. They had another name, but she was Miss Philippines. She formed the Asociación Feministas Ilongas in 1906. Can you imagine uh, for as early as 1906, they came up or she came up with this organization. And I mentioned this to Mayor Jerry Trenas of Iloilo City when mm-hmm. we were together in Kuala Lumpur for CityNet. And I said, do you know that one of the leading suffragettes is from Iloilo City? Two weeks later, he calls me up and he said, Mary Jane, I have commissioned somebody to put up a statue of Pura Villanueva Calao. You Fantastic. know, it's a beautiful love story uh, for the young kids. You know, there are times you start off with an issue. And she met Teodoro M. Calao, who was a member of the assembly. And he was one of those who filed a bill for the suffrage for women in 1907. They got married. See, that's a beautiful love story of being a suffragette. You meet also one man who believes in your cause. And so they got married. And you have now, whenever I ask them, where well, who is T.M. Kalau? They don't get to know who he is. Well, I, he was the first librarian. That's why where you have the National Library, you have T.M. Kalau. T.M. Kalau, yeah. But the beautiful love story between Pura Villanueva, who fell in love with Teodoro M. Calau because of their love to have women in the Philippines be able to vote. We got it in 1937. Can you imagine? Finally. After 30 years. 30 years of fighting, but we got it. Yep. And a a very good start, too. Yes. And yeah. Just recently, last September 15, because that is the day when President Quezon signed the law for giving um, giving uh, the right for women to vote. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to share another uh, story. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a trivia because I read in the newspapers uh, we were able to get about 92% of the votes for women. There were 500,000 votes. They said, if you get uh, the majority, then we will consider it. But we had 94%. And uh, one Sunday, there was a front page of La Vanguardia. President Quezon says, okay, because you won in the plebiscite, I will now sign the law that gives the women the right to vote, but only those who work and pay taxes. And then September 15, he signs the law that says all women, as long as you're 21 and you can read and write, then you can vote. They remove the requirement of those who have to be paying taxes. And you wonder why? 
because we had empowered women at the time. The president of the National Federation of Women's Clubs had a very good honorary president. And she was none other than Doña Aurora Aragon Quezon. Oh, that's very smart. Yes. So you can just imagine, you know, you don't read it in the newspapers, but just reading that Quezon wanted only those who pay taxes. And after one week, signs for everybody. What happened in those seven days? I guess the wife did not let him sleep. Until he said, okay, okay, all of you can vote. <laughs> so clearly, Mary Jane, yeah. one of the tools in the arsenal of empowered women is knowing how to network. Correct. And knowing how to approach certain people. You know, that reminds me of what my mom always says. She says, um, you, you, can, you can capture more flies with honey Correct. rather than vinegar. So women uh -huh. do have that knack. You know how to approach a person. You know how to, well, say nice things so that at the end of the day, they become your allies in your, uh, in your advocacy. That's really fascinating. But yes. I was going to ask you, um, there has been such a great start for the political participation, the empowerment of Filipino women. Uh -huh. But legislation took a little while. To, to catch up, right? And you're familiar with the work in, in Congress. What do you think about uh, what has been accomplished so far to really support the participation of women in politics, in business, in whatever sector that, that they want? Uh, number one, they should, we should see to it that you don't get elected just because you belong to a family of mm -hmm. politicians. You have to see to it that you are ready that mm -hmm. you have been, you have the proper education, you have the proper background of having served. Uh, you cannot be serving from your uh, ivory tower. You have mm. to go down and you have to really work with the masses and get the feel of the people around you. And one of the things that I would like to say, although I have worked for the empowerment of women, I also have treated the men equally. Mm -hmm. I don't also want to say that we're better than them. I don't want to say that we're more important than them. We are as important. They are as important. Mm -hmm. We have to be good partners. And uh, another thing also, Amina, uh, I have been sharing this with most of the groups that I talk to. And uh, during the UN month, I was yes. asked to talk about the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Yes. And what I did was I explained to the women how easy it is to remember the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. And after I explained that, they said, oh, we thought it was only it's so highfalutin that it was only for those, you know, in government uh, to work for that. But I said, no, uh, if you break it down, you go to the first five. Uh, the first five goals that we should say no to poverty. Who wants to be poor? Nobody wants That's to right. be poor. Why? Because if you're poor, you will be hungry. Right. And if you're hungry, you will be malnourished. And, you know, I just learned that in some areas in the Philippines, stunting is still bad. 22% yes. stunting. 22% yeah. malnourished, no? 
in the South. And so I said, we have to do something about this because if you're not healthy, you, if you're not, I mean, if you're always hungry, you'll not be healthy. And if you're not healthy, you cannot even go to school. You won't have a good education. Right. Uh, and if you don't have a good education, then you will never learn what it is to have gender equality. So those are already the first five. So I said, Absolutely. it's so easy to understand it. And then that's the development of self. The next I said is we now have to look into our families. Whenever you have a family, you need water and sanitation in your house. Whether you own it or not, you need water mm -hmm. and sanitation. You need electricity. But if you don't have a decent job, you won't be able to pay for those. But with a decent job, you will help the economy. You will help industrialization. And with that, you will have less inequality. So that's already the next five. That gives you 10 of the 17 sustainable development goals. And so from the self person to the family, to the house, we go to the community. We have to have sustainable cities. And whenever you have a city, the problem of a city is always garbage. So we have to have responsible consumerism. We have to yeah. train people to have to finish everything that you get. What you get, you have to eat it all. And you also have to have responsible production. And with this, you have to take care of climate change. You have to take care of the ocean, take care of the land. That's already 15. And this is where I come in, uh, Amina, and I say, when, when people are not hungry, when people are educated, you will have social justice. You will have peace. Right. And, when, and how do you attain this? You can attain it only with what the way we're doing now. We are networking with each mm -hmm. other. We are working with one another. And it is only in networking that we can achieve the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. You know, Mary Jean, this yeah. is the first time I've heard the SDGs explained so well. And... And complementing each other so that um, it's it's life. So it, yeah. it's nothing, you know, uh, up there. It's uh, not, no, so not highfalutin. Not highfalutin. It's uh, something that affects us where we live. We should explain it sure. more the way the way you do, <laughs> Mary Jane. But you, and, know, you were talking you were yes. talking about how the SDGs are really essential if you want to. Um, have a just and, and lasting peace. And I wanted to tell you, uh, of course, you know that the Philippines is the first country in ASEAN to actually have a national action plan for women, peace, and security. Yes. We are now into our fourth plan. But what we may not have heard is that ASEAN, after so many years, finally approved a regional plan of action for Women, Peace, and Security. And it was launched December 5 this yes. year. Uh -huh. So that means the other countries, Myanmar, which has uh, such conflict these days, Thailand, uh -huh. and, and the other countries that don't have uh, action plans yet for women, peace, and security, can now be encouraged to have their own. And I was going to, to ask you, uh, Mary Jane, having been in local government and now 
uh, teaching uh, governance, how would you get women more politically active, not just in the Philippines, but in, in the other ASEAN countries, so that we could really uh, start achieving these objectives that, that we want, SDGs, for instance, uh, sustainable peace. How can we encourage women to be more politically active? Well, uh, I would just like to share this with you, Amina. In the Philippines, we're very lucky. So thank yeah. God that we're more active. We have this, uh, we have this drive to be part of governance. I remember one time we were with uh, ACWO, ASEAN Confederation of Women's Organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they mentioned, oh, uh, in the Philippines, you know, uh, we, I was then with Mayor Gordon, Kate mm-hmm. Gordon. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, they said Mayor Kate Gordon and Mayor Mary Jane Ortega, they are with government, but they belong to a dynasty. <laughs> and this was said in an international uh, conference where we had all the other women of ASEAN. Mm-hmm. You know, I told Mayor Kate, let's be quiet. Let us not quarrel here and abroad, mm-hmm. you know. But do you know who saved the day for us? It was the ladies from uh, Malaysia. Mm. They said, oh, they may come from uh political dynasties, but do you know that uh, in Malaysia, even the women from political dynasties would not even want to be involved. Exactly. We, just, we just want to stay in our homes. We don't want right. to be involved with problems. So I admire them irregardless of where they come from. And so this is what I always share with others, that Whenever given a chance, we have to always be involved with our community. We should not only stay involved with ourselves. Let us not be egocentric. Let us not only be family-centered. Let us be more concerned with the community. I've been out of uh, government for the past 15 years, but I have not retired. I still, you know, I still uh, get involved in whenever and wherever. I feel I can make a difference that I'm always there. So this is where we have to start them young. I heard, uh, Amina, that we have a very young uh, audience, and I hope yes. you're listening to me. I started uh, my involvement with NGOs as early as the age of 13. My mother volunteered me to be a member of the Legion of Mary. Before you knew it, I was already secretary. And before you knew it, I was already teaching young children at 13 years old. I would have four, five-year-old children, and I would teach them catechism. And that is how I fell in love with teaching. When I saw these young children look at me with their big eyes, listening to what I had to tell them, I said, oh, I want to be a teacher. And so I did. I have been teaching all my life since I was 13. And when you're a teacher, you always want to share, to give of yourself. And I hope you young ones could be teachers. You don't have to teach in a school. You don't have to teach, you know, in a university. You can teach in your small community, but reach out and be active. Mary Jean, you're, te- you're still teaching, right? You're teaching at Ateneo? 
Uh, I'm still uh, in the role, but uh, not actively teaching. I uh, They ask me at times to be a reader or an advisor, but I'm also involved with Synergia uh, Foundation, which is uh, headed by Dr. Milwilda Guevara. She uh, formed us, and I'm a mentor for Northern Luzon, where we reach out to different local government units, telling them, do not let education be only a matter of DepEd, because this mm-hmm. is for basic education. Right. You, yes. as local government officials, should be as active and bring in, like Secretary Robredo did when he was mayor of uh, Naga, okay. he brought in not only the civic organizations, he brought in the religious organizations, and more importantly, he brought in the business establishments around. So that if everybody gets involved in education, hopefully we will not be the basket case of Asia. You've heard, Amina, that we are number 79 out of 79 countries in reading. Right. So at pass, you may not be a teacher with a degree, but if you know how to read and write, please go out and reach out to these young children. Help them read. Help them in math. We're second to the last in math and fifth from the last in science. And I asked my grandson, who just graduated from BS Mathematics, uh, summa cum laude, Amina, let me me do a little bragging about my grandson. (laughs) So he graduated summa cum laude from Ateneo. And I told him, all right, uh, do you want, where do you want to go from here? And, you know, he said, I want to go into education. So how can you teach the children mathematics so we Mm -hmm. don't become second to the last of 79 countries? And you know what he said? Mommy MJ, I'm not Lola, I'm not the grandma. He still calls me Mommy MJ. And he says, as long as they learn how to read and they comprehend the problems, they will be able to answer the problems in math. The problem, he said, is not not knowing how to count. They know how to count, but they could not comprehend the problems yes. that are brought forth. So critical analysis. Yes, it boils down to reading and comprehension. So I would like to ask everyone, be a teacher to the next child beside you. Tell them that they can do it and we should be much better because if we have good quality education, we can be accomplish all of the 17 sustainable development goals. Thanks so much for sharing all of that, Mary Jane. It's so encouraging about what can be done in the face of tremendous challenges that, that we're facing. So before we close, because time is, is flying fast, uh, what's your message, Mary Jane, to all of our listeners, especially the, the young women who are listening to you today? Well, for all of you, everybody likes Christmas because uh, we look forward to the gifts that we will receive and we worry about the gifts that we will give. But the most important is the gift of self. As we get near Christmas Day, let us give of ourselves to others. And with that, I wish you all 
a happy and a prosperous 2023. Hopefully, we would all be protected from COVID. Hopefully, COVID <laughs> will not be a thing of the past. And with COVID behind us and being victors of COVID, let us come up and help our country rise above our problems and let 2023 be a better year for all of us. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed about COVID, uh, Mary Jane. And you know, I found this uh, poem by Lord Alfred Tennyson. I'm sure you had memorized it in school. Uh-huh. There's this one paragraph that I thought kind of reflects the situation we're in because of COVID. So let me, let me read it to you. Ring okay. out old shapes of foul disease, COVID, right? Ring out the narrowing lust of gold. Ring out the thousand wars of old. Ring in thousand years of peace. I really like that. And, and with that, I, I echo Mary Jane's wish for everyone that may the coming year bring you joy and hope for brighter days uh, ahead, COVID or no COVID. So thank you so very much, Mary Jane, for joining us. I may not have been able to do my our family break in La Union, but Anytime. we've got you on the show. Yes, and thank you and cheers to She Talks Peace because we need that very much. So thank you, Amina, and I hope to see you in person soon. I hope so too. So thanks, Mary Jane. Dear listeners, thank you all for listening. Happy holidays ahead. Meet the challenges of uh, 2023 with a strong heart, with vim and vigor. And if there are there's uh, any question, any ideas that you might want to share with our guest, Mary Jane Ortega, mayor of San, uh, former mayor of San Francisco La Union, send us an email. Uh, San Fernando La Union, send us an email at shetalkspeacepodcast at gmail.com. Let me repeat that. Shetalkspeacepodcast at gmail.com. So thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Enjoy the holidays and see you very soon. Bye. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 